Ciao, buongiorno and benvenuti. We're southbound now, very nearly in Molise, but still being blessed by the Adriatic. San Salvo's the name, sun and surf's the game, though for all you dudes, light winds unfortunately are forecast all this Sunday. A word of warning though, the Giro d'Italia rolls into town today, so do be prepared for localised disruption and road closures, especially around the SS16 Adriatica and the Lungomare Cristoforo Colombo. On the plus side though, there are no coronations planned for today. So, in a spirit of celebration, here's Pink Floyd and Careful with that Axe Eugene. Right, okay. Stage two, Teramo to San Salvo, just trying to find it in the Garibaldi, which is the, uh, the, 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 the road, but beautifully produced always every year. Here we go, 202 kilometers today, so it's gonna be a sprint, isn't it? Um, I am just gonna spend an hour or so just, um, just marking a few things out, uh, both in terms of what might happen in the race and um, who might feature at the end, but also in, kind of t- in terms of the, the points of interest that we might see uh, along the way. Starting off at Teramo, where apparently in 2011, in the yellow of uh, HTC Columbia, Mark Cavendish took a victory. Um, he's actually starting today's stage from Teramo, which has a, an old Roman amphitheatre, very ancient, uh, antique city originally in Teramo. And then it heads towards the coast predominantly, over a couple of climbs that it dips inland for, just cat four climbs. Uh, heading south all the while to the very southern border of Abruzzo, which is, if you like, the th- the central uh, region on the Adriatic coast. The next region down is the little region of Molise. I think it's the smallest region in all of Italy, and then uh, beneath that is the extensive coastline of Puglia. We don't go into Puglia on this year's race. In fact, after today's stage, we're going to kind of cross the slightly more central southern uh, peninsula and into Basilicata. Um, San Salvo? is where I find myself now. And I've just been for a run along a really beautiful beach. I have to say, it's a little bit less developed than Pescara and Otana. Otano um, was, and it's a little bit emptier, and the beach is lovely. Beautiful weather again today, not a breath of wind. Early in the morning, although it does have a habit of getting a little bit windier as the day, uh, as the day goes on. San Salvo is famous for... Um, a, a procession, a festival that happens every year where the local farmers decorate festoon. That's the second time in this series of podcasts I've used the word festoon. I'll try and cut down on my usage of the word festoon. But they festoon their tractors. <laughs> oh, here I am, all on my own, in a really quite ugly Italian hotel room, laughing to myself about the way I use the word festoon. And it's only stage two. They festoon for the third time their tractors um, and head for the, 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 the church in the centre of old San Salvo. And, um, and then they make donations at the altar to, of um, sacks of durum, durum wheat flour. Um, and that is the wheat that is traditionally used in those um, biscuits that you can get in Italian uh, delicatessens. What are they called? Tarali. Biscuits, those little sort of hard-baked little cracker things. They're often quite salty and oily flavoured. They're really nice, aren't they? Little accompaniments that you sometimes get with a, a beer or a glass of uh, white wine on a summer's day. Um, and they, they're kind of like little, they look like little 
kind of tiny little dog poos, don't they? Little just curled round things. Those things, anyway. They're local to this this area. Um, anyway, we're expecting a bunch of sprints. The, the finish is right on the water. It's relatively straightforward. There's a kind of right-hand turn with um, just under a kilometre to go or something like that, and then it's all along the seafront. Big wide road, lovely road surface. Absolutely arrow flat all the way to the finish line. Should be a sprint. So I'm just going to get out my green highlighter and just run through who might be sprinting. So Quickstep won't be getting involved in that. Obviously, they're going to be looking after the pink jersey today and make sure that goes okay. Alps into Kernink. Now, they've got here first bit of green highlighter. Listen to this. Caden Groves. I think he's my... Say he's probably my favourite for today. Um, Bahrain Victorious have got Andrea Pasqualon and they've got Jonathan Milan, two Italian fast men. Cofidis have got uh, Simone Consoni, probably being led out by uh, his compatriot Davide Cimolai. Eolo Cometa will uh, uh, have a punt with the wonderful Vincenzo Albanese today. I would imagine he's there, probably their fastest man, Groupama, FTJ sprinters. No, no, no. Jake Stewart might try and get involved uh, today towards the sharp end. He's fast on his day. So Jake Stewart, I'm going to loosely give a little bit of green highlighter to there. Antimarche Circus Wanty got one of the favourites because he's in good form, having taken a victory at the Giro di Sicilia recently. Nicola Bonifazio, their new signing. Yeah, not really. Andrea Vindrami, but in this company, I don't think he's fast enough. Astana Mark Cavendish. Now, the question is, who leads him out and how's that going to work? Kiss Ball isn't with him. Uh, so I think it's going to be a combination of Gianni Moscon, possibly. Luis Leon Sanchez involved. I don't know, Battistella. Hard to see exactly how that's going to work for Cavendish. Um, but uh, you could never rule him out, to use that cliche. And he, uh, he's... Do you a win this season? Bora Hansgrove don't have a sprinter, really. EF Education. Magnus Court might get involved, but yeah, put him down. Uh, is he quite fast enough? I don't know. Uh, Green Project Bardiani will be riding for Filippo Fiorelli, um, who took it very easy yesterday. Very easy in the time trial. Um, Ineos Grenadiers, nope. Um, they've got bigger fish to fry. Israel Premier Tech, no, really, can't really see it, to be honest. Um, Yumba Visma, likewise, no sprinters. Okay, Samsic. have got David Decker, then you signing the Dutchman, 25 years of age. Um, I think he will be sprinting for them. Team DSM have got Alberto Dainese as their dedicated sprinter. He took a victory at the Giro last year. He's fast. He's definitely fast. Uh, Mas Pedersen is one of the favourites for Trek Segafredo. And he's um, full of fight, isn't he? Went really well yesterday. And if he picks up a few bonus seconds here and there in the next uh, we, a few days of racing, he could get close to the um, pink jersey. Fernando Gaviria from Movistar in this unusual Movistar team that doesn't really have GC ambitions. Uh, team Corotec have got um, Nicolas uh, Dallavalle, who is uh, their sprinter, but he'll be hard pushed in this kind of company. Jacob Alula will be riding for... Michael Matthews, I guess. Matthews, yep. Yeah. And UAE Team Emirates won't really get involved, I don't think. Um, Ryan, Ryan Gibbons. Oh, so no, no, what am I talking about? Pascal Ackerman. Pascal Ackerman is a sprinter. Former winner, of course, of the Malia Ciclomino. Um, well, I've got a few more notes to make, and then uh, I'll try and hook up with Matt. Um, it's a roundabout. 9.30 in the morning, and um, we start commentating around about midday. Hi.
Oh, Matt, a drone has just flown past our window. Did you see it? Look at that. Yeah. Look yeah. at that. A bit of yeah. drone action to, to, to some song that's probably in the charts somewhere as well. What is this song? It might be in the charts. Oh, right. If it isn't, it's a crime. Yeah. It's a crime against music if it isn't, yeah. It's, I mean, this is quite often, I wouldn't say the word we have to contend with, but quite often we do have to contend with music this loud while we're commentating, don't we? It's just a bike race thing, isn't it? You know, it's like an hour and something before the race starts. And by the way, the race starts 202 kilometres away from here. So there's not that many people who are here, you know, to see the end of the race yet. And people are just trying to enjoy their Sunday morning. This isn't, this isn't unique to the Giro d'Italia. It's every single bike race in the world, isn't it? Just set up these massive loudspeakers and just make people's ears bleed for seven hours. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I do like to shimmy every now and again, as you've seen. But not all the time. I'm not going to try and do my prep. Yeah, yeah. I'm not so <laughs> what prep you've just done, you've rescued wow. me. You've rescued I think we have this conversation every year about the points in the, in the, uh, the intermediate sprints. Which come into play for the first time today, because obviously yesterday there weren't any. So I try and just pre-see the points system. Yeah, so please, please do. Mali Ciclimino, the points jersey. Uh, there, it, there's various tariffs of points awarded at the finish line, like in the Tour de France. Flat stage 50, mountain stage 15. That's relatively simple. But the intermediate sprints, of which there's two today, on both of the sprints, both intermediate sprints, you get points towards the intermediate sprint classification, where there's not a jersey. But on both of those as well, <laughs> on the first one, there's a there's no time bonus, but points as well towards the Mali Ciclamino. And on the second sprint, there are no points towards the Mali Ciclamino, but there is a time bonus as well as points towards the sprint classification. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, we will be testing. And also, also, there's a breakaway prize, isn't there? The Fuga prize, yes. which also doesn't have a jersey, but it's for how many kilometres did you stay off the front? And uh, isn't it? Isn't exactly. It, it is. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That's yeah. it. Accumulates yeah. over time. Accumulates. Yeah. And every year I forget how complicated it is. And, but uh, no, up to speed now. Thank you. You've briefed Good. me because I wrote down all the wrong information, which I would have, without your intervention, parroted. They've turned it down a little bit. They might Should, have heard. They might have, they might have heard us. Yeah, yeah. Should we go and um, get a coffee somewhere? Let's do it. Some more music. Well, set the scene again. So we, 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 we've, we've drawn about, I don't know, 150 metres from our commentary position um, to go and get a coffee. Um, we, we're a bit, today, we're a bit concerned about food. That no, there's going to be no crab and spaghetti stories today, I don't no. think. No, um, it's uh, at best um, a croissant and perhaps, and perhaps a bag of crisps yeah. uh, at best and some chewing gum. Yeah, because <laughs> we say, well, just, yeah, just to get the gastric juices kind of giving you the impression of food. But actually, it's, you know, we're going to be running on empty today because the race starts just before lunchtime. Nothing's really open. So we're going to have to let the break go. And then we're going to have to go and like foraging, like hunter gathering missions, quite targeted. Can't be afforded to go for too long, but we're going to have to wolf some food down, come back into commentary. I think that's the only option. I think that is the only option. But one thing that I'm relatively excited about, especially off the back of going into the VIP area at the Giro Sicilia and the spread on the final stage was incredible. But what this year we've been upgraded to the Caravaggio. We're Caravaggio. In Caravaggio. We've been ever since I've been on the Jira doing this gig. We I've been and both of us have been Dante, yeah. which is the lowest common tier of, and it's all right, but it's it's just bowls of nonsense, isn't it? But I believe in Caravaggio there's going to be real food. It's like pro tour level, isn't it? I think world tour is Leonardo, isn't it? I think. I think, yeah, I, I think, but I, I think I'm going to be happy with this. I suppose it's like, yeah, that's world tour, or it could be, I don't know, if it was a supermarket, would it be a Sainsbury's, perhaps? Mm. And, and we've been operating time. very much at Tesco's or, or even Little or Aldi, sort Little of, to this point, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we're not quite Waitrose, but, no. but, or M&S, but um, we're getting we there. We're moving the future, on. and we can look to the future of that combat. I think, I, I'm, I, so I'm quite excited about that. So, yeah, let the break establish itself. I think it will go quite early now.
I don't think there'll be an enormous fight today for the for the break. No, could be quite small. Uh, Bardiani, Korotek, Bardiani. Um, there'll uh, be There might be an Israel, you know. They've got no real sprinter here, have they? Um, anyway, why are we saying this? So people know. are going to be listening to this afterwards. We, 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 we veered into some unnecessary punditry yeah. there, didn't we? So, so we've got. So we're on the terrace now. We've got the beach. They've got a beautiful sandy beach. The Adriatic. Are people actually paddling around in the sea. People, slowly but surely, even Italians are thinking this is quite hot. I might even go and cool down in the in the water. So it's like summer is summer is coming in. It's rolling in now. It's been quite a cold spring across Europe, but it's just beginning to heat up now in the south of Europe. And um, next to us on the table, we've got we've got two carabinieri um, who are on the race. Um, one of them actually I recognise because when I came back from my run through the the, 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 the the what is now the kind of finish line area that was only just being kind of like set up and buried off, and it, and um, I was running down the road, and he quite aggressively. He blew his whistle at me, and he um, he signalled that I should get onto the pavement. It was it was an unnecessary act of aggression. You you're not a vehicle, are you? You're just a human. You're just you know just using what I mean. How else do you suppose? I just don't understand. It was it was an unnecessarily. It was yeah. It was uh, uh, slightly unnecessary. But I, I do not, I have noted that the same police officer. And I'll be interested in your professional opinion. On this as as part of the um as as part of the, the profession. Um, he's, he's having a beer, Matt. So I didn't notice that. He's, yeah, I thought he's, he's, he's down. He's down a bottle of Moretti. I'm. I'm just gonna. I, yeah. I, um. As. Just gonna, you can't see it. Oh no! He's no, he's got it on the ground. He's put it on the ground. Because he's having his photograph taken. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's put it just out of the shot. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he knows it's wrong. He's on deep down. He knows it's wrong. He's on duty. He's on duty. I mean. I think he's panicking a bit. You wouldn't. That's it's such so obvious that, isn't it? But yeah. But some of them are great though. I've already. I, I went. I went on my little ride this morning. I rode through the finish, uh, and uh, on my on my little Brompton. And already, without any accreditation, they were giving me re- recognizing me and giving me thumbs up. So I had a completely different experience, which is well, they, they recognise the inner copper in you. I, mean, I, I think. I, I think. I was. I, I was. I was once one of them. A Rosa. Yeah, a Rosa. <laughs> a, a Fed. A Fed. You have a single Fed. It's weirdly true, yeah. But uh, no, it's about fostering relationships, I think, with the security and, and, and the local feds. But that not a great start for you. But I think you can pull it back. The Hotel Milano, which I, 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 I must confess, I, I bad-mouthed on the podcast yesterday. We, we've checked out of it now. I, I think I described it as grotesque. <laughs> I didn't. I don't. Was that the, the the bit with Dave? I didn't hear that. You yeah, described it as grotesque. I did. Quite, it was punchy. It's quite. You're quite. It's quite angered, weren't you, to say something like that? I just. It was all tiled, wasn't it? And a very hard single bed, which actually gave me backache. Well, um, I, I tried to get it because my room, obviously similar to yours, we were neighbours, weren't we? Big double bed and then a little single bed. I, I didn't. I just had two single beds. All oh, right. Well, I. I Opened, I lifted back the, the covers on the double bed and there was no sheets or duvet. And so I had to go into the single bed. And I had to wake up to turn over. It was that narrow. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. You couldn't just turn over, you'd fall out of the bed. Yeah, there was a, exactly. Every movement necessitated being awake uh, and negotiating it quite carefully. But, um, but I found um, the whole showering thing. Grazie mille. That's the sound of two cappuccinos just arriving. Grazie mille. Grazie. Grazie mille. Um, I found the whole showering system after I sported this morning. You sported. We had to, we both had to shower, yes. um, uh, and then wash my kit as well. So there's like all sorts of water was being like uh, d- d- dripped onto the floor. The bathroom was really quite wet, and I was walking in and out of the bathroom area, all tiled. And the main sort of like area of it was completely tiled with really very very highly glazed tiles. 
the slip potential yeah. all around that room was. I mean, gentlemen in our 50s now, I don't think we should be subjected to, to this kind of risk. I think or, or we should start wearing bike helmets I, when walking around the room. I might do that. I, I think we're. Are we at the age where if we did slip over, it would be with. Oh no, oh Ned, oh Ned's had a fall. Is that the way they'd say it? Oh, well, not Ned slipped over in the bathroom, no, Ned's had a fall. Freddie's had a fall. He's had a fall. Um, well, that's... I mean, we've got, we've got our accreditation around us. So I've actually attached to my accreditation the little well, the ga- ga- Garibaldino, mm. which is like um, a little booklet. But I, I think I think these are nice lanyards. These are really good, um, actually, So yeah. there's a lot of info, there's barcode and all that. But I think there's room and potential to attach to the little clip there at, at, when you pass your 50s, a little oh. help alarm thing. So that if you do take a fall in a tiled yeah. Italian hotel room, yeah. a grotesque room, <laughs> you can call for help. And by the way, before we leave this subject alone, you went out for a, uh, after dinner, um, y- you popped out and you were Jess, yes. just, just for a quick beer or yep. something. And, and um, I, I had a fairly early night, but I was awoken at midnight precisely by a colossal fireworks display. It didn't last long, but it was right outside the hotel. Yeah, I, I heard it too in the bar, and I, I and, and I looked out and I could see it. I remember seeing it now. I had a couple of beers. It was really, really nice to catch up with Jess. But um, how strange! I don't know what it was to celebrate. The Giro. It must be just the Giro because there aren't. It's just as you said. This place is just starting to wake up. There's not a lot of people around. Some of the places still shut. So it's early season, but it must have been the Giro. But doing it at midnight, unusual. It was bang on midnight, yeah. wasn't it? It was obviously t- you know. But it's, yes, why wait till? Well, yeah, I don't know. Can I just add one more thing to the bathroom situation? Yeah. Um, yes. I hurt my this is skin. Great coffee. It, oh, just yeah, quite, I'll coffee. just I'll sip it. Yeah. Oh blimey, that's it's good. It's really good, isn't it? I, I'm going to save it. It's, the temperature of it's absolutely spot on. It's spot on. It's slightly warmer than quite often in, in Italy. You get cold. it's cold tepid. to tepid. tepid. Um, sometimes just body temperature. So when you've got it's against your lips, you're not too sure of any liquid because it's exactly the same temperature as your blood. <laughs> it's strange. But it's like. Have I drunk this? And you have to look in the mirror to see the foam. And you, yes, I've drunk it. It's fine. Because it, obviously the level drops in the cup as well. But there, there is that. But no, it's the, the ridiculously thin towels that you get. Non-towel what? towels. But Non-towel towels. If you've ever been to... Fishcloths. Yeah, they're, they're basically they're like a waffle check. Yeah. But they are two mil thick. Yeah. yeah that, What's all that about, Ned? I don't know. I can't answer that. <laughs> also, a face hurt because the... the <laughs> The, 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 the pressure in the shower was that high, and I like high pressure. I turned to wash my face, and it hurt. It stung my <laughs> cheek. So no wonder you got water everywhere. Lots of contentment, lots of contentment. Um, the race route today, Matt, yes. passes through... Uh, it goes back through Pescara. Pescara We're yeah. kind of fiddling around. So the ride is actually starting north of where they finished, cause substantially north of where they finished yesterday. Drop down onto the coast, out of the hills, into Pescara. Um, and then they go back inland again and they go through Chieti. Yep. Now, We've done that a few times before, haven't we? Chieti's very beautiful, yeah. isn't it? Very, very beautiful. It had an old medieval centre and that was replaced bit by bit by some amazing um, ecclesiastical architecture in the 18th century. I think there's an old abbey there, Benedictine Abbey, um, that is really notable, the Duomo. Lovely, beautiful. And um, you know, we spoke yesterday about Pescara and Ortona being, yep. being um, heavily damaged in, in 1943. Chieti wasn't almost entirely, it was almost entirely spared, even though it's very, very close geographically to that area. But the reason for that absolutely fascinated me, I was reading it today, because the authorities, the city authorities of Chieti, at the outbreak of hostilities, um, declared that Chieti was what, they, what is called an open city, a term I'd never heard before. I've never heard that term. So it's a, it, it's a term that 
has historically, I think through centuries, applied in warfare, in the kind of like informal and now formalised rules of warfare, um, that if a city declares itself to be an open city, uh, that means that the city will not be defended. So if you are an invading army, spare the city uh, and occupy and, and occupy yeah. us. Yeah. Um, and, wow. and and that became and I think it worked in reverse when it was liberated as well. So in other words, when the Allies came through, Kiety was still an open city, and therefore the Allies didn't attack it, and the Germans withdrew, and the Americans occupied the city. Um, really and left it intact. It's absolutely fascinating. And, and so examples of um, open cities, uh, particularly in the Second World War, were Manila uh, in the Philippines right. um, and very significantly Paris. So Paris, when the Germans moved, you know, and obviously it was left intact, wasn't it? Because yeah. Hitler wanted it to be his capital in the in the West anyway, and the Champs Elysees became his parade. It just became. Parade just, it was just occupied, wasn't it? I mean, a little bit of history I do know. I'd, I'd never ever heard of that 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 term. Yeah. And when. When did that first become a thing? When was it decided? Uh, what what law? Um, I, I what, thi- where's the governance? I'm overreaching here, <laughs> yeah. but I think um, I can add to that a little bit. But I th- I think it's kind of always been potentially always been a thing, you know, possibly even for millennia. You know right. that you can you can you can say that, you know that's and the term open city. I don't know when that, but it was formalised in 1949 in the Geneva Convention. Right. Uh, right. When it was added, a Protocol One actually uh, uses the term an open city. So it is now enshrined in international law in as much as it applies, right, okay. you know, in a war. Um, but I thought that was absolutely fascinating. And that's the reason why Kieti is, um, is, is what it is. And uh, Ortona and Pescara are what they are. Fantastic. Benvenuti in Italia! After the drama of the opening time trial, the Giro continues today with another trip along the sunny Adriatic coast in Abruzzo. A couple of climbs along the way, but the expectation is that this will be the first of very few opportunities for the sprinters to take advantage of a finish which should be in their favour. And for the new Maglia Rosa, Remco Evenepoel, it's the first day to defend that jersey and to cement the gains he made so sensationally on stage one yesterday. Well, it's by now traditional that I, I, I record the little introduction and then completely forget to record any further commentary. But it's just too much going on, so it's not going to happen. So I, we've fallen into a kind of habit now. I'll just play some music and then you know what happens. Jonathan Milan wins. Anyway, let me just let me set the scene here. Um, yeah, the finishing arch is now being dismantled by men very sensibly wearing hard hats because it's really quite a height. Harnesses. Harnesses. Um, uh, I can hear in the, in the Giro land is still sort of entertaining the folks. I can hear yeah. children screaming in excitement. Indeed, I don't know if there's any rides, but yeah, I was a little bit alarmed actually. But yeah, there's like a series of like mini circus tents in Giro land, and it's uh, only year two of Giro land, isn't it? It's quite it's it's circus a themed, thing. isn't it? Circus themed, quite quite odd, but a lot of fun. It's basically like the Tour de France village, but they call it Giro land. Yeah, um, and, and Giro land is, is behind a, a big poster that says um, that we've just missed by around about a week here in um, San Salvo, the Festival of the Artichoke, which lasted from, <laughs> well, it basically it was over the 20th, 28th, 29th and 30th of April to the 1st of May, wasn't it? The Festival of the Artichoke. I wonder what, what that involves, apart from artichoke. It's called, yeah, is there like artichoke dancing? Or is, there, is, there, is it like, a, is it like a, a look back at the history of the artichoke? Is there a museum? 
Uh, or is it just like, I don't know, I, 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 I'm, and I'm kind of intrigued, really. I know you're a big fan. I'm more indifferent. I mean, my wife, Holly, would, she'd, love, she'd love to go. And maybe that's something we'll do in the future. Well, I do remember on last year's Tour de France, um, we stayed a night. You might have been, you might have been, you might have been there as well, in Megève in the Alps, which is, I think, probably second only to Mars, uh, the most expensive place in the in in the planet in the no in the planetary in the solar system um Mejev. and it was my birthday and i forced um lizzie was with us as well and i forced um david miller and pete kenny to buy me dinner and i'm so glad i, I chose that restaurant because it was phenomenally expensive and also the lizzie and peter both vegetarian and the only option available on the menu was an artichoke <laughs> and the shit and, but it was like a 70 euro artichoke or something like that it was insane it must have come from here clearly i mean uh, it must it come, might have come, come from, from the festival yeah um and, and so they shared this art. They shared this art, and it's like you were describing earlier, when you just pick the leaves off and then dip them in. Well, I think butter because it was France rather than oil. I can't yeah. remember. I've, I've I've had it with vinaigrette before, a long, long time ago. Um, my my godmother used to own a castle, um, and oh, it, I, sorry? I, my my godmother used to live in Stevenage. She owned a castle with a moat, and uh, and I, I remember going there. She's called. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're, I can't, we're, I can't we're, remember we're, her name. We're, we're, oh, we're in the way. So this is live. Yeah. We're podding live. Excuse yeah, me, mate. Move, there we go. So it's, 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 way, it's, a live, it's a live environment, isn't it? Oh. Essentially, the Giro has been de-rigged as, as we speak. As yeah. we talk about my, my artichoke experiences as a child. Yeah. Uh, so, go back. I, wasn't, I was so distracted by the rigour of those cables. Your art... Wait, you were talking about artichokes, and my then you said Jenny. something about your Auntie Jenny owned a castle with a moat in Stevenage. Just on the edge of Stevenage, in the countryside, <laughs> actually. In, um, oh, what's that, that festival? No, when Oasis played, a big gig outside. Nebworth. Nebworth. She lived near Nebworth, but owned a castle, seriously, with a moat. Ridiculously rich. Uh, just choose my uh, my godmother. And we had artichoke there outside in in about 1985. But I really enjoyed it. But I've never really got to grips with it since for some reason. What about the tinned artichokes in the oil? You know, where you just Not have the artichoke heart, artichoke heart. No, that's the bit I don't like. I don't like the bitterness of the, of the bit of the, that bit of the artichoke. It's so sweet, it's nutty almost. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe you should. Maybe maybe we should do artichokes at some point in the Giro, and you can reintroduce me. All right. And I'll get a bit of nostalgia back from those days, those heavy right. days at my at my kind of my. my uh, Godmother's castle. Stevenage. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wonder if this is the first time, and there's no way of proving this either way, but it's not impossible that this is the first time anyone has ever, in the history of the world, has ever stood in San Salvo and said out loud, Stevenage. I think, you, I think, no, I, I actually, I could, if there's any way we could prove it, I would happily bet upwards of fifty pounds that is indeed the case. I often have these feelings when I go to a supermarket and I buy three or four random items, items I need, not just randomly yeah. purchase them, uh, and think, has anybody ever bought toothpaste and a cucumber and, and a razor blade it's on their on its own? It's that, like that, that whole thing. Um, yeah. Do you remember um, oh, what's his name? Dave Gorman did that thing, Google Whack. Yes. Where it's like yes. it had to be two words that had no like you know no hit search. on yeah, the yeah. internet. Um, it's a bit like that, isn't it? So Artichoke and Stevenage in San Salvo in the same sentence. It's going to be a Google Whack. Uh, yeah, it's going to be. We should. Yeah, that's. But yeah, I, I think I think that's right. But yeah, I'm just looking at that. Yeah. Hey, Matt, we lost the plot of it. It was a long day in commentary. I, today, I feel a little it? bit emotionally drained. It was a, it's an exciting stage. There's a nagging headwind that built all, all day, and it was average speed of only about 41 k's now, which is quite modest in modern cycling. But it was a headwind along the coast. Uh, an exciting subplot for the Kingdom Mountains jersey. But otherwise, that was hard. There was hard five and a half hours, uh, and it got quite poddy. It got quite tangential. Some anecdotes came out, and I, I, I burst out laughing on a couple of occasions. I can't remember why. Um, but well, we, we, we I think did. I just returned. At one point, I just returned from having a, a, a um, what cycling commentators 
seemingly only cycling commentators call a natural break. I, I called it a natural break a few times. And it's a wee, isn't it? It's yeah. a wee. Yeah. I, I've been for a wee. And I came back and um, the helicopter just picked out some people doing um, water skiing or something like that. It's, I think it's para, para, para sending. sending. One of those sort of yeah. type things. And you were holding, holding the fort and you just said, um, what did you say? I wrote it down. It was it's so good. It's a sport good. I've never done. It's a, it's a sport <laughs> I've never done, which I thought was a great bit of commentary. Um, but then you told a wonderful story. About gone, retell it because this genuinely made me actually snort with laughter. First time I've snorted live yeah, in commentary. You did you to my cough? But the, the, the genesis of, of my anecdote was, was rooted in in the mystery behind the red dossard of Rudy Mollard. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's how this this whole thing came about, and we were wondering how he he got it. Yeah. Um, anyway, we still I don't know the answer to that. We don't know the answer to that. Um, yeah, well, no, we think it's the most combative rider. But we know but that. We don't know but what did he do that was so combative with the time trial? That, that, that still remains the mystery. He punched a spectator. Who knows? Uh, yeah, or we just don't know. We maybe, yeah, we'll have to find out at some point. But um, what I was thinking, what could it be? And then that suddenly something sprung to mind. I, I was awarded um, in 1990, uh, the pro, this opening time trial of the milk race, um, a particular award. And I didn't know I was going to be awarded it. So I was on the start line. The... 100 riders, bang on 100 riders, bear that in mind, that's important. Uh, in the middle of the bunch, GB kit um, and a megaphone, old school megaphone, loud hailer. Uh, Matthew Stevens, please come to the start, uh, the start you've got an award. And I thought, what, what? I didn't win a preem yesterday, I didn't go particularly quickly, but I didn't go particularly slowly. Went to the front and um, through the megaphone they, they awarded me, you were 50th in the prologue in the time trial of 100 riders, you've got the most average rider award. <laughs> and, uh, That's still and, and it was a pair of a pair of cycling shoes. What do you mean average? What does Because fifties bang on halfway. It's the most average. So I I, I basically I, I was I was halfway. I wasn't very good and wasn't very I mean, bad. I understand cycling's need. You get a sponsor on board. You need to almost create an artificial competition where the sponsor can show off their wares. So you'd rack your brains and go, well, maybe we could have the, you know the most flamboyant haircut, the best dressed, best turned out, like in horse racing. You know, best turned out. But that I just know. makes no sense. There's nothing to celebrate there. We're just being bang average. I think with it, respect. And what it has and given I do me, mean that respect. I'm slightly embarrassed actually to get it because yeah. everybody was laughing. Yeah. But I don't know whether well. to congratulate you or not because it's not like or commiserate. But because there's neither. No. It's no, neither congratulate it's just or commiserate. You're just average. It's so it's just, just like Moyen. Look at you blankly. Like, just, uh, well, look, there's well, nothing Mr. to say because you're just bang average. There's Mr. Moyen. You know, there's <laughs> Moyen Freets, Stevens. Uh, but yeah, it's a great anecdote anyway, and it did it, it did make that I was quite chuffed. I didn't think you'd laugh quite as much, and oh, uh, I you mic'd off. You did snort. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and it animated it. things a bit, didn't it, for us? Because it was a, it was a, it's it was a right tough, up there. It it's right up there with your lovely story that you well, haven't got time to tell anyway, because I've got to go back in in a second. But that lovely story about the worst podium you ever stood on, which was in the middle of a field. Oh yeah, it was we'll just save a, that step for another day. a step ladder. <laughs> step ladder in Norfolk. And, uh, oh no, and it's the same day that I won a lettuce as a preem. Anyway, we oh. could go on. <laughs> oh, good lord, we got two hour drive ahead of us. Might do yeah. another bit of podcasting in the we car. Could, yeah, yeah probably will. Podcasting. Yeah. Well, that's the sound of um, Matt Stevens eating crisps um, because we've just stopped at a petrol station. We're halfway through our quite long transfer. And um, with this brand of crisps, San Carlos, what flavour? Uh, they're Puy Gusto. They're a vivace flavour. It looks like they're some sort of pepper or spiced flavour. Paprika, isn't it? Paprika. I mean, it's a standard continental thing of like, it's basically, that's, that's, that's the default crisp position, that's is it, paprika? The reason I didn't get Pringles because they only had paprika in plain. And I don't like paprika, but these are, it's something different. I think paprika in Italian is the same in English. It's paprika. 
but but these are spicy and they literally looks like paprika and they're actually really quite nice but they're fair enough. quite a reasonably priced crisp I just I, I said to you earlier today I think you might have rolled your eyes but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have any crisps today and then I broke my own rule I'm, I'm, I'm having crisps and in but it's, it's been a long day, that's why. Yeah, it didn't come as much of a surprise to me to see that you'd broken the rule. Um, yeah, that was quite all told. That was quite a traumatic mm. stop-off at the at the petrol station because there was that slight confusion as, as you often get in Italian petrol stations as to, is this one where it's okay to fill it up yourself or is a chap going to come and, and, and fill it up? And if so, that's okay because he'll take payment. But we actually filled it up ourselves and then but thought the payment would be inside and it wasn't, and then it was also, and then I drove the car off, and he was kind of like, he gave me a bit of a mouthful actually, because he thought I was trying to drive away without paying, all got a bit complicated. Um, and also, it's quite heavily populated with RCS traffic, wasn't it, the petrol station all around? It was, uh, I met one of uh, my karaoke friends from last year's Jira, which was nice. Um, but yeah, it's quite confusing. I went in, I popped to the loo, washed my ha- thoroughly washed my hands, uh, bought a packet of crisps, paid, asked the bloke at the till, no, Pompo, I just said Pompo, Pio, Pompo. He said no outside, and so, and then the guy who you'd had given you a bit of mouth made me wait while he served at least five customers, made me stand there like a like a fool. He's making uh, a point in the middle of the forecourt. So, and that was 14 minutes of our lives. We're never going to get back. Yeah, that's what happens on Grand Tours. Um, before we set off, though, I had a little encounter um, at the finish line with the King of the Mountains, which I quite enjoyed. I was um, I had to do a little bit of extra voiting. Matt had gone to. Um, Fodger towards Fodger. Um, uh, I'd uh, yeah, I had a little bit of extra voicing as I do every day, and Matt uh, went ahead to get the car ready, so for to plan our quick exit. Um, very swiftly though, I was done with my extra bit of work, and I was pegging it along at about kind of 400 meters to get to the car. Um, and I saw that if I just accelerated a little bit, I could catch up with um, what was his name, Paul uh, Lapera from AG2R Citoyen, who was wearing the King of the Mountains jersey on his bike riding at walking pace, followed by his, uh, well, alongside his soigneur, having done the podium. And um, as I drew level with him, I actually uh, exchanged a few words with him, Matt. Yeah, you, you, the, the words you used in, in explaining the, the, what you said to him were, we had a bit of banter. But can you just elaborate on what that banter was? I said, well, you play the part of, you can play the part of Paul, okay. Paul Lapera. And um, so I said, um, uh, Paul, uh, félicitations. Merci. Uh, une belle course. Oui. That's about as far as it went. Um, <laughs> was that basically it? <laughs> that, was, that was that was basically it. But I liked. I thought he was. Um, so obviously, we haven't really talked about the bike race because I would imagine most of you will have seen the outcome. Jonathan Milan, just 22 years of age, built like a very large individual. Um, yeah. Um, he won the, sp- the sprint in really convincing fashion. There was a big crash as well. A big crash. And I, I need to, before I kind of like sum this podcast up, probably find out what the implication. This is the problem when you're on a grand tour. You do the commentary and then you're straight on to like finding your hotel. So obviously you don't really have the time to kind of stay up to date all the time with what, what actually has just happened because the ramifications of the crash were quite significant. Cavendish was down and out. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he's hurt or not at this point. I'll have to try and. Um, get onto the news, we just saw a very fleeting helicopter shot of him on the ground. And there was a split in the peloton, which suggests that the crash happened just outside three kilometres to go. It's that old thing. And um, it appears as if 
Matteo Gegenhardt and Brandon McNulty and Jay Vine, amongst others, have lost around about 19 seconds in the general classification, which is a, a hefty disadvantage, I have to say. It's a chunky, but chunky bit of time for him to lose. Jarl Almeida was the right side of that split. So too was Primoz Roglic, and so too was Remco Evenepoel. Excuse me, Evenepoel. But um, if that's the case, not clever. I mean, not clever. That's, that sounds entirely wrong. But that, yeah, I mean, just kind of ah, I, I. Because there was quite a lot going on. There was a with about four k's to go. The road thinned dramatically. I don't know why they did it, but they buried it off. Um, so the road narrowed. The bunch thinned out. Then there was that little coming together of a Movistar rider um, and one of the DSM riders who came down pretty heavily. But I wasn't too sure, and still aren't, because quite often they'll do the splits and then they'll provisionally um, they'll, they'll rearrange things once the dust has settled. But I'm not too sure whether it was outside of three k's or inside three k's. But that suggests. That it was outside three Ks, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but that that if that is the case, it's a big shame for Teo. All the good work that he's un, uh, that he's done in putting a bit of a buff between him and Primoz Roglic in particular um, has been undone. So, but we'll see. Uh, we've come to a grinding halt as we exit the uh, paid section of the Autostrada. Um, we've got to get on another Autostrada. Still got 82 kilometres to go and an hour to travel. Outside, I can see that the uh, sun is slowly dipping towards the horizon as we uh, roll through the the plains of. Uh, I don't actually know um, exactly where we are, but I know that we're heading into Basilicata. We might already be in Basilicata, actually, having crossed Molina already. To finish, oh, somebody's trying to cut us oh, up. They, um, they might have the, the telepass thing where it's automated. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, the rest of us haven't. We've got dozens of cars in front of us. And, yeah, we've and got the uh, uh, Giro E guys uh, on the right hand side, or people on the right hand side. We've got the, um, yeah, it's a lot of yeah, Giro of, traffic. Um, Giro traffic, basically. Yeah, yeah. And there's a, a lot of slow people going through the tolls. Um, it's, I feel quite smug sometimes when you go through a toll without actually stopping the car. That's always the grand that, objective, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah. a, and, that, and that again, Jeopardy it's, game. It's, it's, it's finessing. It's again, it's grand tour experience. It's something you just can't teach somebody overnight. That's not never going to happen. Um, but if you nail it, um, we often high five, don't we? <laughs> Tell them that. <laughs> Play us out with them um, a, a little bit more crisp action, if you if you would, Matt. Mm, a couple of big ones going in now. Here we go. Well, we are 7.5 kilometres away from our hotel. It's quite, it's, quite, it's quite late already. It's quarter to nine and we've just turned off the main road and we are on just... Oh, it's almost completely dark. We're in the middle of... The, oh, there's a massive pothole there, Matt. Well done. Yep. And another one on the right. We've, we've just turned off the... And we're on what was a tarmac road back in the day. It's so overgrown. feels like no one's driven down here in months. And and we are heading for our agriturismo, surrounded by these darkening hills. Um, yeah, it's quite an adventure. It's quite moody, isn't it? Very. Um, so we'll be fine. We'll just take it steady. Yeah. Because that was that was that was, a, that was a wheel wrecker. That was. Yeah. That really was. Yeah. Yeah. The last time I felt like this, there was on the Giro when we when we heard wolves. Do you remember that? It was like Campania, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that, and that, that was that was quite edgy. I wasn't scared, but it's like, this is edgy. And this, and this is edgy. We've come off that gravel road, but we've suddenly found ourselves... We're, we're on the race route for tomorrow. And it's... I don't know whether this is the second... There's only, there's only two categorised climbs, but this is substantial. It's steep. 
Yeah, my steep. ears just popped and it's steep easy. as well. And it's so, several k's long. This ain't a bunch sprint tomorrow, no. I don't think. That. This no. is a, a little bit of a test up. So, um, yeah, it still keeps going. Continuing to climb. Um, so there's a bit of, uh, that's a bit of, that's preview information for you uh, for Nevestre's far. That's uh, Intel. It's quite hard tomorrow at yeah. the Giro d'Italia. This is. And continues to be. This is Remco terrain. You might chip off and just take another 30 seconds. Oh, would yeah. he? Would he? He would, because if he feels he? good, he goes. Why not? Why not? Well, I think Roglic will give it a nudge up here. Oh, it's, this is a nudge on the edge, isn't it? It's not stopped. Look, I've just put the full beams on. Look at that. Still going. Ears popped? Have you already? Uh, yeah, still. Yep. We're on the course, still, just confirming it. Yep. This is a good, this is well. I'm glad we've seen this. Yeah. Proper little dig. At 4K. This is like a punch, it's like a terreno stage, isn't it? Difficult finish. Um, yeah, very. Spiky. Yeah. You don't get that kind of analysis. <laughs> <laughs> well, the group thinning out. Considerably now, Cavendish gone. Cavendish gone. Ackerman out of the back now, and even Michael Matthews starting to struggle now. Well, he's just holding on, isn't he, Matthews? Just holding on. There's Caden Groves, yesterday's runner-up. He's he's gone. So Alpes into Koenig now. Perhaps they're switching their their attentions to Stefano Aldani. He could still be there. Aldani's still there. Aldani is still in the group, and I tell you who's here, and you're going to like this. Ned, I've spotted him just at the back. It's Vincenzo Albanese, Albanese from here. Look, he's road, looking good, isn't he? And the road's flattening. And the road's flattening. We're still not at the top of this climb. We've been climbing for the best part of three and a half, four k's. Um, and the road continues to widen. It's not so That's Pedersen drop now. Pedersen in trouble. So sick. Tricks to Fredo. Going to have to regroup. Yeah, without Ciccone, yeah. they're a blunt instrument. Mollema, though. Mollema! He's still there. Mollema goes! Go! Mollema! Balka Mollema now! Mixing that? it up for Trek Zegafredo. minute three quarters in the uh, opening time trial of this race, but that's given him a little bit of freedom he requires. And he's gone clear. And they're looking at each other. Evna Pohl has shrugged his shoulders. Roglic goes on the left hand side, Ned. <laughs> <laughs> this may happen. Oh, yes. Yeah, it just popped again. It's the climb. Can you record it? It's popping. You can't, can you? No. It, the road's still going up. And over the top now. Over the top of the no. climb. Can they get? Can they get back on over the descent? And so another. That mighty and mightily confusing day at the Giro comes to a close. I'm still in the dark because I haven't had a, a moment really to uh, connect with the internet to this point and actually find out what on earth uh, uh, has been going on in the race with regards to the crash and the time gap. So you're better informed than me at this point, which is nothing new in my experience. Um, but I've been overwhelmed by the welcome that we that we had when we eventually got to this wonderful little uh, hotel in the middle of the countryside here on the outskirts of Melfi where the race finishes tomorrow. That climb that Matt and I were fake commentating um, could be very significant tomorrow because it, it's it's hard. It's certainly hard enough to drop almost all of the, the sprinters except for the likes of Michael Matthews, etc. Could even be a little bit of um, GC action because it, it looks tough enough. Um, and, uh, and, and, and there we have it. I was going to try and hook up with David again tonight and hopefully Pete 
at some point as well. But uh, it's it's tough when you get to the hotels this late uh, to try and make these things work with everyone else's uh, everyone else's lives trying to revolve around it. So these things will happen, but it's a work in progress at uh, this podcast, and um, it'll continue to progress. And maybe if it doesn't work, at least it will. Um, I don't know, this sentence has just petered out, hasn't it, frankly? Uh, thank you for listening. And that is the end of stage two. Tomorrow, or rather today, because you'll be listening to this today, because it's so late already, is stage three.